Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to episode 388. This is Daniel Meisler, starting off with my new work. Using reflections to compress LLM context data. Got a new essay on one way to turn gigabytes of data into a few kilobytes of LLM context. I think uh, this is going to be a big problem for LLM-based software that a lot of people are working on, and I talk about it in a lot of depth here in this essay. And I appeared with Uber Hacker and fellow ULer Joseph Thacker, also known as Rezo, on the Spectacular Critical Thinking podcast. We talked about AI and hacking, both from a perspective of hacking using AI and hacking AI itself, and I really enjoyed going on the show. Security news. Apple has pushed critical security updates to fix vulnerabilities exploited by Operation Triangulation and the Triangle DB attack, affecting devices as far back as 2013. The updates cover iOS, iPadOS, macOS, Safari, and watchOS, fixing a kernel vulnerability that allowed arbitrary code execution. The flaw was exploited in versions of iOS earlier than 15.7, but can be found in all Apple devices. A WebKit flaw was also addressed, which may have been actively exploited, and you should update immediately if you haven't already. Military personnel are receiving suspicious smartwatches in the mail, possibly rigged with malware to access user data, banking info, and conversations. The U.S.'s Criminal Investigation Division issued a warning about these unsolicited devices. It's unclear if the attack specifically targets military personnel, or if it's part of an illegal brushing scam, which is where you basically send uh, things to somebody and try to get them to write reviews for you. Service members are advised to keep the devices turned off and report the incident to authorities. In 2018, the Pentagon restricted the use of fitness trackers and location-revealing mobile devices due to privacy and security concerns. Got some other vulnerabilities here, Juniper Networks, JunoS, and JunoS Evolved. There's a DOS there. And Bind also has a denial of service at level 7.5. Technology news. As predicted here at UL, Databricks just bought a generative AI company for over a billion dollars to connect businesses' data to LLMs. Again, I... I recommend uh, that you expect everyone in this space to do this. Splunk, SEM vendors, et cetera. The main game now for data companies is figuring out how to solve the LLM context size problem discussed in this week's essay that I talked about in the beginning. So it's all about how to go from terabytes or gigabytes of data down to what can be used by an LLM. Cloudflare introduced Observatory, a comprehensive performance monitoring tool that integrates real-time user monitoring data offering valuable insights into website performance and user experience across numerous environments and network conditions. It replaces the previous speed tool and provides a single dashboard to capture customer experience and performance enhancement recommendations. I think they should have named that something different. Observatory seems like it's like from the outside, not really like an internal tool for your own website's performance, but whatever. LG is collaborating with hotels to integrate AirPlay 2 and HomeKit into hotel room TVs, providing a seamless 
streaming experience for guests who want to enjoy their favorite content while traveling. This is the tech feature I've always imagined where your content basically comes with you, right? It just identifies you and you present your content. Obviously it pulls from the cloud, but you could even push it from your own device. Um, surprised it took this long to get here. And what do you know? Of course, it's going to be Apple pushing it the same way. They're also going to push probably they'll be the first ones to get health records, uh, available via the iPhone. So you don't have to fill out a bunch of forms with your social security number every time you go to a spa or the dentist or a doctor. So I really like Apple being able to push in that way. Sometimes it's not great, but I would say mostly it is because they used to say in IT, you don't get fired for buying IBM. And for Apple, it's the same. Hotels don't get in trouble for integrating with Apple because Apple's not going anywhere. You try to implement something like this with Android and uh, that could go badly because you could choose uh, the wrong vendor or the wrong manufacturer or whatever and have it not be compatible and you have to do you know, reverse rollouts or whatever. So I think this is smart on their part and I hope Marriott participates. Smaller tech companies are leveraging remote work policies to compete with big tech firms, offering employees flexibility and work-life balance as an alternative to higher salaries. 81% of smaller tech companies allow remote work. Remote work attracts more diverse talent and big tech firms are returning to office-based work. So this gives the smaller companies an advantage. Beehive, a newsletter platform competing with Substack and MailChimp and that we're also using here at Unsupervised Learning, announced raising $12.5 million in a Series A funding round. The funds will be used to expand its product, bring on more writers, and build out its revenues. Midjourney unveils 5.2, version 5.2 of its AI-powered image synthesis model featuring, and this is really cool, a zoom-out function that maintains the central image while building a larger scene around it simulating a camera like zoom. This thing is seriously impressive. And I got some examples to check out here in the newsletter. Human news business insider is reporting that wall street is increasingly concerned about China's mounting debt, which could cause an economic implosion. That's that's a big word implosion. Also topical by 2023 and have far reaching effects on global markets. So their debt to GDP ratio has reached a staggering 317%, raising alarm bells for investors. I'm not sure exactly what ours is. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know our debt is multiple trillions, but I forgot what our GDP is right now. The country's real estate sector, which accounts for a significant portion of the debt, is particularly vulnerable for a downturn. And experts warn that a Chinese economic collapse could trigger a global financial crisis similar to the 20. Um, 20,008, that's not how you say that 2008 meltdown. What I don't get about these types of articles though, is how varied they are. It seems like it depends far too much on the opinionated analysis of an expert. Like in one article, it's about to, you know, China's about to overtake us and leave us in the dust. And in the next one, they're about to implode. So which is it? I know the answer is probably both at the same time, but I wish it were easier to extract truth from economic experts. Like they all claim to be experts while we're just idiots, but they don't agree with each other. That's frustrating. Psychologist Adam Mastriani 
argues that the perception of moral decline is a cognitive illusion. Influenced by biased exposure to negative information and biased memory? I can buy this to an extent, but I think many of these arguments, including Steven Pinker's, are flawed because it all comes down to which questions you're asking. In a study by Max Spielman discovered that 92.5% of all photos are now taken with smartphones, largely influenced by Instagram's role in photo sharing. Meanwhile, disposable cameras sales have doubled since 2015 and interest in DSLRs has declined. Ideas and analysis. The worst intellectual traits, NFC. So I caught up with my friend Lisa Young recently, who I'd not seen in probably 15 years. She's a total cyber badass, and she taught me tons about risk management and security assessment in general when I worked with her back in Tallahassee. So we were talking about the same uh, smart people that, that we know or have referenced or know about or whatever, industry pioneers, et cetera, in risk management. And a few people came up that think their poo basically doesn't stink. We were talking about ego and confidence and all of that when I finally captured what I didn't like about this one particular risk representative and their associated, in my opinion, religion. Curiosity, or more specifically, the lack thereof. We both realize we don't dislike people who believe in their systems. Lots of people are like that, including us. The problem is people who have closed their minds to alternatives. And a few days later, I decided to assign a damning acronym to this, which is NFC, not fucking curious. So someone says, hey, sounds like you don't like that guy's theories. What's the deal? And I'm like, the theories are fine. The problem is the guy has a bad case of NFC. They're like, NFC? What's that? They're not fucking curious. So don't have NFC. That's my recommendation. Climate change versus familial self-preservation instincts. So I watched a brilliant speech by someone who looked to be like an anti-woke conservative type on the topic of climate change. And uh, I'm, I'm rather in the center on the topic, probably center left, I would say, meaning I think climate is definitely warming and in due to significant part to human influence. And I think something must be done about that. So I guess that, I don't know what, where that puts me, center left, also smart. But uh, where I break from the extreme left is in thinking we're going to somehow stop the emissions before bad things happen by using techniques like <clears throat> Greta does, you know, Ben Thornburg, I think that's her name. I think the solution needs to be technological, also known as like carbon capture, or uh, that's an example is carbon capture is one of the ways you could possibly do that. And that's where this talk comes in. This guy captures a version of that argument, basically saying you can't possibly reduce these emissions. It's not going to happen. We should stop pretending it's going to happen. And he gives real human reasons why that's the case. Quite compelling. I have a feeling I won't like a lot of this other guy's, this guy's other opinions. I, I don't know anything about the guy, but I do like this argument about climate change. So regardless of where you are on the topic, highly recommend checking out the argument. And one of the best pieces of analysis I saw on the Titan submarine thing was from James Cameron, who uh, made the movie Titanic and is actually an expert on the Titanic himself. And he said the thing that struck him was how both the captain of the Titan sub and the captain of the Titanic itself both were told about imminent danger, and they both ignored it. Notes. The transition to Beehive continues. The team will be sending out an email to existing subscribers. Um, that 
actually existing members to nudge them to transition to Beehive. Many of you already have, but there's a lot more to go. So the email should help. The process is simple. You sign up with your new Beehive account, which is just danielmesor.com slash upgrade. You cancel your old account at Memberful and you let us know in the Discord how much time to add for your existing time because you're not going to lose any time for the transition to the new membership. And I'm on my new primary computer after the fastest system install ever, just one Saturday. Uh, it was just Saturday. This Saturday, I got everything converted, all my Vim, all my different software tools, uh, my whole command line environment, which is the most thing important thing ever to me. And um, yeah, I got a maxed out uh, Apple Studio Ultra, um, Apple Studio Ultra with the M2, 176 gigabytes of memory. And uh, yeah, this thing is insane. I'm also able to use all three monitors. I've got like the uh, XDR display in the middle and two of the 5K LGs. And the reason I got such a beefy box is because uh, in addition to my AI box, I think a lot of models are going to be building for the um, MX architecture, you know, Apple's uh, proprietary architecture. And uh, I think you could do a lot with an M2 Ultra chip and 176 gigs of memory. Plus, the GPU memory is built right onto the chip. So I think that's going to make it fast as well. I also just joined a quality think tank that I can't wait to do more with. Really like the leadership and energy for the group. And I think uh, we have a good chance of building some uh, really good outputs. So excited about that. And no episode next week due to 4th of July. See you in two weeks. But remember, we're always active in the UL chat. So uh, yeah, you should join and become a member and come hang out in chat. Discovery, multi-action agents. LangChain now has multi-action agents using OpenAI functions. These allow large <clears throat> language models to choose and utilize multiple tools in parallel, significantly boosting efficiency in various tasks. Destroyed by Breach, my buddy Adrian Sanabria makes a list of companies that actually went under as a result of a cyber event, which is not the case usually. Uh, so good on him for maintaining that. People who worked in the early knots described their lives to blown away young people today. You don't need a vision. Okay, this is the name of this piece. You don't need a vision. And I don't really agree with this piece, but I'm including it because it's a good argument and you should be exposed to good arguments. The Ferengi rules of acquisition and every Black Mirror episode from worst to best. And by the way, there's a new season out, which I'm afraid to watch. And the recommendation of the week. Mark Manson has a newsletter that's similar to James Clear's, but that I think is even better. Like every single one has given me at least something to think about. And the good ones are remarkably strong, highly recommended. It's called the breakthrough. Just go to markmanson.net. And I wish he didn't have a .net address. You should splurge and get the calm. And the aphorism for the week, you don't understand something until you could tell a story about it. You don't understand something until you could tell a story about it. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.